with uh, respect to meditation. There's, uh, again, a big range of people gathered here, some for whom meditation is completely new, others who've been practicing this uh, 40, 50, 60 years. But whether this is completely new, or we're an old hand, or, or somewhere in the middle, for all of us, the attitude with which we pick up the, the task, the process of meditation, is extremely important. And even if we've been meditating for many, many years, it's still quite possible that the attitude that we have towards how we apply it, uh, what we expect from it, and so on, uh, can benefit from being reviewed, refreshed. So with the work of meditation, essentially it's around training the mind to draw upon some of its own natural abilities. The work is to take these natural qualities, natural abilities, and strengthen them, uh, like learning a language or a musical instrument or some kind of uh, a work skill. Meditation functions in exactly the same way. And its purpose is principally to strengthen, clarify two different attributes of our own heart, our own mind. The first is the ability to be awake, to be aware, to know. So this is related to energy, alertness, brightness of mind, mindfulness. So the mind, all of our minds have the capacity to be aware, to know, to be awake. So the first task of meditation is to rouse that quality of wakefulness, alertness, paying attention, brightness, energy. The second aspect of meditation is to draw upon the mind's ability to be peaceful, to be at ease, to be calm, free of agitation and stress, tension. This is a capacity the mind has, all of our minds, to be fully at ease, fully peaceful. This isn't something that comes from outside or that uh, some of us don't have. It's part of the nature of mind, just like water is wet, uh, air moves. The, uh, the nature of mind has these attributes. It can be peaceful and it can be awake and aware. So the work of meditation, the different methods, uh, I would say all centering around these two particular qualities. They depend on these two qualities, peacefulness, calm, 
and energy or alertness, awareness. Now, when we sit down to meditate, as we have on this retreat already, a couple of periods of meditation, we begin to notice, usually very quickly, that even though we think of meditation as a mental training, working with the mind, the body is heavily involved as well. We feel the the aches and pains of our legs or our back, the heat of the air. The body is very much a part of the work of meditation. It's not something separate or extra. Mind and body affect each other very, very closely. So if we want to to establish and develop these qualities of peacefulness and ease in the mind and energy or alertness, wakefulness in in the mind, then it's of great benefit, of great support to establish these same qualities in the physical world as well. So that the way that we sit, whether it's on a chair, or on a stool, or on a cushion, however we've got the body arranged, that its posture, its form, the way the body is held, is encouraging both of these attributes, these qualities of mind. So the aim, the effort, is to sit in a way that is both energized, supports the quality of attention, awareness, brightness of mind, and also which supports peacefulness and ease. We might think that energy and alertness is the opposite of peace and relaxation, but uh, by working with the body, with the mind, we see that Uh, In nature, these qualities can work together very harmoniously. Just like a tree both needs to stand up and hold its branches and leaves out in the sunlight, in the air, so they can receive the, the light and nourishment that they need. But also a tree needs to bend in the wind, otherwise it'll break, it'll be too brittle. So a tree needs both strength and firmness and flexibility, but they work together. They're not opposite, but they are complementary. They work harmoniously with each other. So too with the body and with the mind, these qualities of peacefulness and Relaxation, ease, can work harmoniously together with alertness, energy, attentiveness.
of bringing attention then into the body before trying to do anything, before trying to sit up straight or to relax or anything whatsoever. Bring attention into your body. Notice, how does it feel at this moment? Is it heavy or light? Comfortable or uncomfortable? Is it numb? Is it tingling, sensitive? How does it feel, this body in this moment? Hot or cool? Tight, loose? There's no right or wrong way for the body to feel in its essence, but each of us starts from how our body is, not how it should be or could be. We start from where we are. So, bringing awareness to the body, knowing it, feeling it. How is the body, its sensations in this moment? So, in a way, where we start from is knowing, is awareness. That's the the, the place to begin. How does your body feel in this moment? And how does the mind feel? What's the mood? Are we sleepy? Feeling exhausted? Are we energetic, busy, mind jumping around all over the place? Is the mind focused? Is it scattered and confused? How is it? Again, there's no right or wrong starting place for the mood of the mind. We each start from where we are. We're all sitting in different places of this hall. We all came from different, uh, different parts of Thailand, different countries, different parts of the world. We start from where we are. So at this moment, what's the mood of the mind? Expanded, contracted, agitated, peaceful, irritated, loving? Where is it? What's the mood of the mind without judgment, without identification, just to notice, to acknowledge in this moment, the mind is this way. So the starting point is awareness, bringing this quality of, of knowing, the puru, the tat guru, the element of knowing, or in Pali, the vijjadatu, the element of, of awareness. That's the starting point. That's the ground of, of peace, the ground of liberation. Now bringing attention into the body, 
feeling the presence of the body in this space of awareness. As I was speaking about energy and relaxation, sitting in a way that encourages alertness, first of all, we might think, oh, I'm slumped over. My back is really bent. I'm slouching. I need to sit up straight, look like the Buddha image. I should straighten my back. I've got terrible posture. I should uh, be a much better meditator than I am. Sit up straight. Just like uh, a school teacher might, uh, might tell us if we're a school child slouching in the class at our desk. Now notice that kind of attitude. I should sit up straight. I am slouching. I should be. I've got to. Notice all of the I, me in that. Or maybe we're already very tense. We bring attention into the body and we notice, oh, I'm really uptight. I'm really rigid. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to relax. I need to be more peaceful. I need to to let things be more fully at ease. I'm I'm a ball of nerves. I should lighten up. I should relax. Again, notice those shoulds, those eyes. I should. I must. I am. Pomeng, pomeng, pomeng. This is me. What I should be like, what I shouldn't be like. As I was saying last night, to cultivate the way of working with the mind and body, cultivating the, the Eightfold Path, it's most effective in leading to the genuine end of Dukkha, if there's no I, no me, no my in the effort that is made. So bringing attention to the posture, rather than thinking, say, if you notice that you're a bit slouched, bent over, rather than acting on the, oh, I should sit up straight, I need to to improve my posture. Just bring awareness to how the body is sitting and let the awareness have its effect. If you just know and feel the body, if it is slumped and slouched over, bent in your spine, bringing awareness to that, notice that the awareness itself has its own effect. That I don't need to straighten my back, but the effect of the awareness is that the body will straighten on its own. It adjusts itself. I like to say this is a self-adjusting universe. And what helps things to adjust, to change, in accordance with Dhamma, with reality, is the quality of awareness. So, 
letting go of the I and me and my habits, let the awareness have its effect, both helping the spine to grow and to reach its comfortable natural limit. So the body is holding itself upright, but without a quality of tension or stressing. Or again, if you bring attention to the spine, bring awareness there, and you notice you're already stiff and rigid, rather than I should relax, I need to lighten up, just let the awareness of that tension have its effect. It adjusts on its own. The effect of the awareness is that the muscles soften, loosen, freeing the, the body from tenseness, stressing. So this is a principle I'd like to encourage throughout this whole retreat. Rather than me working on my practice to cultivate the quality of awareness and that the awareness, that kwam rule, tat rule, that element of knowing have its own effect. Now bringing that awareness to the body, feeling the, the spine first of all, Noticing how the body settles. There's both uh, an energizing quality. The spine holds itself in an upright way. But then the rest of the body will relax naturally and easefully around that. So with the spine at the center, the very axis of our physical world, it's just the, the other parts of the body, the muscles of your face, your neck, your shoulders, being aware of those, let the awareness have its effects, softening and loosening, loosening any kind of tension or tightness that is there. Noticing your shoulders and your arms, your hands, being aware of those. Again, noticing, noticing how when those are brought into attention, the system relaxes softens on its own. And bringing attention to your chest, to your stomach, this central part of the body, the abdomen, all our main organs are gathered Feeling that, knowing this central core of the body.
once again, without trying to do anything or be me relaxing, me developing my posture, see if there can be a, that quality of, of knowing, of appreciating, awareness of the body's sensations, letting that have its effect, feeling that relaxing, peaceful, easeful quality that comes from that in its own completely natural way. Peace arises from awareness on its own. And bringing the lower part of the body into awareness, your hips, your pelvis, your legs, all the way down to our feet, our toes. Noticing any tightness or tension, stressing that's there. And once again, letting the awareness have its natural effect just like a heat lamp, loosening up tight muscles. Or when the sun comes up in the morning, how the petals of certain flowers or leaves will open up. The sun shines, the petals open. The sun of awareness shines on the different parts of the body. They naturally are energized, they relax, come into balance. So in this way, slowly and steadily, the body, our physical posture, again, whether we're on a chair or on a cushion, on a stool, it finds this quality of integration as the natural result of there being an awareness, an attunement to the body's presence. This is how it works. Energy and realization are integrated, balanced, as a result of the heart, the citta, being aware of the body. So for the next few minutes, just slowly move this quality of awareness, attention, up and down through the body. And wherever you find there's tension has re-established itself, or that there's a, a lack of energy, the body has slumped over again, again, without there being any sense of I or me or mine. Oh, my jaw is really tight. Oh, my back is really bent. I need to loosen that, straighten that up. I should, I must. Notice those habits, let them go. To steadily, repeatedly, let the awareness have its own effect. 
This is a natural cultivation of desirelessness. Letting go of the I should, I must, those self-based cravings to be different from the way we are, the way it is. To let the system adjust on its own. Free of that kind of tanha, that kind of craving, then the system finds a natural balance. We might find a, a moment of a perfect integration. The mind is awake, alert, and very peaceful. The body is sitting upright, but yet fully at ease, fully relaxed. And in that moment, there can be the recognition of, oh, things are really in tune here. This is, uh, this is going well. This is, this is uh, a real blessing to be able to experience this quality of balance alertness and peacefulness great but then the mind gets distracted we start comparing what we're experiencing now with how it was last week or last year or uh, how it's going to be for the rest of the week or we hear a sound a sensation arises in our in our leg or our back and triggers a memory an idea and the attention is completely lost in some kind of distraction, wandering thoughts, chattering away. This is very familiar, very natural for us. <coughs> but not everything that's natural is particularly helpful. Like it's natural to cough when you've got some phlegm in your throat, but it makes a very loud noise if the microphone's on. So natural, but not helpful. So it's natural, ordinary for the mind to get distracted, get carried away in its thoughts, its memories, its ideas, but not very helpful. So the more that the mind can stay attentive to the present reality, and the more that quality of integration can be maintained, can sustain itself. So in order to notice when that kind of distraction begins, we take a reference point, like a white line in the middle of the road, or a, on a golf course, you've got a flag that marks where the hole is at the end of the green. That's the goal where the flag is. Uh, this is your part of the road between the, between the white lines. So in meditation, there's many different things we can use to be such a, a reference point, a, a guide, a flag. The most ac accessible and tangible for most people is the natural rhythm of our own breathing. All of us are alive, our bodies are breathing. We couldn't be here if they weren't. 
the rhythm of the breath is not exciting, it's not compelling, but it's always here. So it takes a little bit of effort, takes some intention and exertion to pay attention to the rhythm of the breath. So in many ways, it's an ideal reference point, like the, the white lines at the edge of the road, in the center of the road, they keep us on track. They're not there to entertain or to excite us, but just say, this is the track. So if we establish the attention on the, the flow of the breathing, wherever you experience it most distinctly, whether it's in your nostrils, in the nose, or in your chest, or the air going in and out across your upper lip, wherever you might feel the breath most strongly, let the attention rest there and make this rhythm of the breathing the center of our attention. Just for these few minutes, 10 minutes till the end of the sitting, just put everything else aside. There's nothing else we need to plan, nothing we need to remember, nothing we need to figure out, nothing we need to discuss. The whole world can stand aside for 10 minutes. Just let the rhythm of the breathing be at the center of attention. Not because there's something special or sacred about the breath, but like the the flag on the golf course marking the hole or the, the white lines at the uh, center of the road. It's, it's convenient and helpful and keeps the mind on track. If we're drifting too far to the left or the right, we know. The, this kind of signal informs of that drift at beginning. So for these few minutes, let the mind rest upon the breath, receiving and knowing the, the rhythm of the breathing, how, however it, it takes shape on its own, long or short, deep or shallow, never mind. Let the body breathe according to its own nature and let that pattern of feeling be at the very center of attention. And then, Whenever there's noticing that the mind's been caught in a distraction, a train of thinking, or a, caught up with a feeling in the body or a sound that we hear, notice that. Recognize that feeling of, of distraction, grasping a thought or a sound, feeling. Notice it, feel it, let go. Then allow the attention to come back to the rhythm of the breathing once again. So for these few minutes, let's let this be the center of our world. Nothing else to do, nowhere to go, nothing to figure out. Just to let the rhythm of the breathing be at the center of our world so that we get to know the pattern of distraction, how to let go, and then what it feels like when the, when the heart is 
not entangled, not distracted, not grasping a thought or a feeling, a perception.
We'll have a period of uh, walking meditation now, and throughout this whole retreat, we'll be uh, having interspersed walking, sitting meditation through the days. Uh, so uh, again, many of you are very familiar with walking meditation as a practice, others of you not so much, but uh, essentially it's carrying on the same kind of process of working with the body and the mind, but in the mode of walking rather than sitting. And so there's simply a different iliabot, different posture. Um, we have the lovely grounds here at Puchai Sai. There's quite a lot of people on this retreat, but we have uh, a lot of space here at uh, Puchai Sai. So hopefully there'll be room for everyone. Uh, with walking meditation, try and find a stretch of ground or one of the pathways uh, about uh, 20, 25 meters long, if you can. And... Uh, determine that as your framework so like just here sitting we have our mats our cushion this is our spot or our chair this is where i am for this period so choose a place where you can walk and say okay there might be a better place to walk but this is good enough just like there might be a better place in the hall to sit but right now this spot is good enough so uh, please choose a place and then uh, there there are different methods or different approaches to walking meditation, the, the style that Lumpocha and the, uh, the forest tradition Ajans would, would use is to walk at a gentle, natural pace. So not uh, extremely slowly or deliberately, but just an ordinary, gentle, natural pace. And then, uh, as I was describing, the, using the rhythm of the breathing as a focal point, then uh, for walking meditation, you come to the end of the path you've determined, stand still for a moment, bring attention into your body, and then just start walking, and then use the rhythm of the feet as they touch the ground as you walk along as uh, a, a reference point, as a, a way of marking the present. Um, so then as the mind gets distracted by the, the birds that you see or the, the people that uh, you uh, are passing by, to let go, uh, whatever the mind is distracted by, to come back to the rhythm of the walking. And just to uh, walk to the end of the path, you're 20 meters or so, stop, turn around, take a moment and start walking again. So that just like the air enters and leaves the lungs in a rhythm, then we go from one end of the path to the other in a, a natural rhythm in that way. And we'll, we'll walk for about, uh, 45 minutes, the bell will go at uh, 10.15, and they'll gather back here again. But I'd like to invite uh, Tanajan Achu to say a few words on walking meditation in Thai. Just, to... now. Just, just now, just a couple of minutes to give, in case people haven't understood. We understand some of you speak just English and know Thai. Some of you speak Thai and know English. A lot of you speak both. Uh, so... Uh, it's an encouragement those who can, not, can't speak Thai to, to learn it, those of you who can't speak English to learn it, and to have mudita for people who understand both languages. นะเมื่อกี้ท่านอาจารย์ก็สอนบ้างแล้วเรื่องว่าให้ดูร่างกายตลอดทั้งร่างกาย
นะให้มีความผ่อนคลายนะสังเกตด้วยว่าช่วงไหนมีส่วนไหนของร่างกายของเราที่มีการตึงหรือมีการเกร็งอันนี้ก็เป็นเสียงสะท้อนนะให้บอกเราว่าเรามีความตั้งใจมากไปให้ผ่อนคลายนะแต่ขณะเดียวกันพอเราผ่อนคลายแล้วนะถ้าเกิดความฟุ้งซ่านมันเกิดขึ้นเยอะมากนะอันนี้ก็เป็นเสียงสะท้อนนะให้ให้กับเราว่าเราผ่อนคลายมากไปนะการกำหนดของเราอาจจะต้องทำให้มันชัดเจนขึ้นนะนะให้เข้มแข็งขึ้นนะเพื่อที่จะลดความคิดฟุ้งซ่านนะวุ่นวายนะตลอดจนความง่วงนะแต่ทำไมคิดว่าเฉพาะวันแรกๆเนี่ยความง่วงก็เมตตาตัวเองนะเป็นเรื่องปกติที่เราไม่ค่อยได้มีโอกาสตื่นเช้าแล้วก็มานั่งนะเดินอย่างทั้งวันอย่างนี้นะเป็นเรื่องปกตินะโดยเฉพาะอย่างยิ่งคนที่เคยชินกับการคิดอยู่ตลอดเวลาเคยชินกับการใช้สื่อตลอดเวลานะพอนั่งเฉยๆไม่มีอะไรทำจิตก็จะอัตโนมัตินะถึงเวลานอนความง่วงก็เกิดขึ้นก็เมตตาตัวเองแต่ขณะเดียวกันนะเราพยายามกำหนดให้มันชัดเจนขึ้นนะก็มีความเพียรนะนะไม่ต้องโกรธตัวเองไม่ต้องรำคาญตัวเองถ้ามันฟุ้งซ่านหรือมันง่วงนะให้เมตตาตัวเองแต่เราไม่หยุดนะเราทำอยู่ไม่หยุดนะนั่งถึงมันจะง่วงตอนนั่งไปบ้างเดี๋ยวเราลุกขึ้นไปเดินก็หายง่วงนะแล้วก็กลับมานั่งใหม่นะนะลองดูซิว่าสิบวันมันจะง่วงตลอดนะทุกวันก็ให้มันรู้กันไปอย่างเงี้ยนะถ้าคิดอย่างนี้ได้ก็จะสบายใจแนะล้วที่ไม่ลืมเมื่อคืนที่บอกว่าให้สร้างฉันทะก่อนนะนะถึงจะนะไม่ได้ผลอะไรก็ตามก็อยากทําไว้ก่อนจะผลมันจะได้เมื่อไหร่ก็ไม่รู้ละแต่ว่าอยากทําตอนนี้ตั้งใจทําให้มีความสุขมีความพอใจนะกับการได้อย่างน้อยบอกว่าไม่ได้อะไรเราก็ได้ทําตามคําสอนครูบาอาจารย์ละกันอย่างเงี้ยนะอันนี้ก็เป็นทําตัวเป็นลูกศิษย์ที่ดีอย่างนี้เราก็จะปฏิบัติด้วยความสบายใจแล้วเดี๋ยวท่านอาจารย์ก็ให้ให้เดินจงกรมซึ่งเราจะแยกย้ายกันเดินตามกำหนดทั่วไปเรื่องเดินจงกรมเนี่ยหลายที่ก็มีวิธีการปฏิบัติหลายแบบแต่ทางวัดป่าของเราสายของพระชาก็จะเดินด้วยจังหวะที่ใกล้เคียงกับธรรมชาติเหมือนกับที่เราเดินตามปกติแต่ว่าให้ช้าลงนิดหน่อยนะที่เดินจังหวะธรรมชาติไม่ช้าเกินไปนะไม่เร็วเกินไปเนี่ยเพราะว่านะก็จะเอื้อให้เรา,าสามารถที่จะกำหนดสติกับอิริยาบถที่เคลื่อนไหวนะใกล้เคียงกับชีวิตประจำวันนะนะซึ่งก็หวังว่าเมื่อเราจับนะได้แล้วว่าเวลาที่เราเดินจงกรมเคลื่อนไหวร่างกายสามารถกำหนดสติได้ด้วยนะนั้นเราสามารถที่จะเอาไปใช้ในชีวิตของเราซึ่งในชีวิตของเราก็จะมีการเคลื่อนไหวนะเดินจากที่นั่นไปที่นั่นที่นี่ทำกิจกรรมโน่นนี่นะตลอดเวลาเราก็สามารถที่จะเอาหลักนะที่เราได้เรียนรู้ขณะเดินจงกรมไปใช้ได้